0: Imagine not being able to bury a loved one who has died, nor having any idea what happened to this person and where the remains lie now, 15 years later. That sets the scene at the beginning of I Cannot Bury My Father, the new documentary out by Ghanaian documentary filmmaker Nana Jo Ndao. She shows one son of a victim, now an adult, who goes on a quest for information and answers. According to a Human Rights Watch report, 56 West Africans, including some 44 Ghanaians, set out in a boat in 2005, hoping to reach Europe for a better life. The boat eventually landed in the Gambia, where the unarmed migrants were arrested by police and detained. They were eventually handed off to then-President Yahya Jame's Junglers paramilitary death squad. Jame reportedly thought they were mercenaries. All were killed in small groups, with the exception of one man who escaped either in Banjul, the capital, or on the Gambia-Senegal border. With the exception of eight sets of remains, their bodies were never found. Filmmaker Ndao says that this tragedy and the lack of closure haunts these families to this day.
1: The families have not moved on. The families suffered back then and continue to suffer, but they also have felt completely forgotten. The reason why we approached it this way, the angle, was that, you know, in the news, there are, like, so many tragedies going on, and death is reported in terms of statistics. And with this story is actually the story of just one family, the tragedy of how one person being forcibly disappeared has completely affected an entire family. In Africa, one person going missing is not just affecting two or three people, you affect an entire community. And so we really wanted to give this emotional dimension to this
0: story. The families have had to deal with the brunt of their own sorrow, dealing with the loss of a family member and in many cases, a breadwinner. For Isaac Mensah's family, the pain has enveloped the next generation. Mensah was 12 when his father Peter died, one of the murders allegedly carried out by the junglers in 2005. While he said he felt helpless as a child, now he's an adult and is demanding answers. But the whole family has had a hard life over the past 15 years, Mensa told RFI.
2: So it hasn't been easy. My mother is not considered a widow in Ghana specifically we cherish funerals. And if you lose someone you really cherish, you have to show it during funerals. And we've not been able to do a befitting barrier for my father. My mother is left in limbo. Is is she a, a widow or she's married to someone? So my mother's side, that is it. My brothers have been going through a lot of psychological traumas. For them, they were very young.
0: Mensa said that his grandfather has been taking care of the family he's featured in the documentary a spry older gentleman in one scene Mensa's mother sits forlorn and silent and Mensa said his death affected how she earned money for the family
2: She's a seamstress and she stopped it because at times when people come to her and they want her to do her sewing for them, and they will ask, well, where is is your husband? And he's like, oh, so due to that, she tried to quit that so that to avoid those questions.
0: In March 2006, the Ghanaian Commission of Inquiry visited the Gambia on a fact-finding mission. In August 2008, the Economic Community of West African States, ECOWAS, conducted a joint mission with the UN. The families received nothing. No report, no findings, no change in status. They were basically disregarded, said Ndau.
1: There was a lack of transparency. There was a lack of empathy. They received a phone call one day to go to Accra for a funeral. I mean, can you just imagine? So they probably were thinking, okay, does this mean that they've got the remains or not? They turn up. And is these bodies, it's not open caskets, so they can't verify the identity of those who are being buried. And they were buried in one massive grave, with you no know, inscription saying 44 Ghanaians who died under tragic circumstances. What were the circumstances? 44 Ghanaians, what about you list their names? And then they were just handed some money, and whilst they handed over the money, they took some pictures. As if that's it, you know, now you can move on. But they were never told exactly what happened. They were never told that this report existed. It's as if there was this idea of, Whilst they're going through all this trauma, they're not even being treated as equals, as human beings. They don't matter. And the sense that you get as well is that it was just this idea of they're just migrants, so oh well. We were trying to bring out again through this documentary that migrants are human beings. Migrants have human rights. It's not a question of their status. It's a question of human rights. It's a question of dignity. And what happened to these people could have happened to anybody else.
0: In 2005, DNA was already widely used in forensic examinations, but no DNA was taken from the eight victims who were repatriated back to Ghana. No blood work was taken from the victims' families. During the course of the documentary, Mensah travels from Akomadan, in the Ashanti region in the center of the country, to Accra, the capital, to find more answers. He wants to know how authorities knew the bodies were Ghanaian when they were Nigerians, Senegalese, Togolese, Ivorians, and one Gambian who were murdered in the same group.
2: How can you say these people are Ghanaians? How can you say these people are our fathers? And you did not take anything from us and you confirmed they are Ghanaians, they are our fathers. You came up with their names. How did you do it? Give us the reports. Let us know and you are not sharing it with us why are you not sharing it with us what do you have to hide are you hiding something who are you hiding it from we are involved and we need to be briefed on everything that you do you don't share information with us you do things on your own are they your relatives yes they are citizens of ghana but they are not your relatives they are not your blood they have to take mine they have to take some of the relatives dna with that they can confirm that indeed these people are Ghanaians, and these are those who were involved in the 2005 massacre they lost their life through someone's selfish interest
0: while in accra he finds out that gambia is in the midst of conducting its own investigation and public hearing into the scores of human rights abuses former dictator yaya jame committed during his 22 years in power The Truth, Reconciliation and Reparations Commission, TRRC, has logged hours of testimony of victims and even statements of a number of junglers, members of the paramilitary death squad who reportedly carried out the killings of the 55 West Africans. Mensa watches some of the TRRC proceedings in Accra via video. In the documentary, he watches part of the official testimony of jungler Corporal Omar A. Jallo, who discusses the day he was with one of the West Africans, remembering that one man who gave him a 100 euro note. So
2: when
1: I took this man up to the ditch, before we reached the ditch, he was having a 100 euro note. EJF told me. He told me that it's not necessary for me to die with this. You are living, you may use it. You have been nice to me since we took off from Banjo. When we arrived, he asked me for me to allow him to say his prayers. I said, go ahead. He kneeled down to say his prayers. Then Salamanja has already released the
2: shot and fired him.
0: Mensah brings this video back home and explains the information he has found to a very upset extended family.
2: I believe it was my father who was killed after handing over the hundred euro notes. My mother told me she had sewn some money in his trousers.
0: For Mensa and the other families and communities affected by these deaths, part of the anger is directed at the fact that there's information out there that has never been transmitted to them. Ghana has an Access to Information Act, and Mensa has applied for documents and reports related to the murders.
2: I wrote today. Foreign Affairs Ministry through the Commonwealth Human Rights Initiative, Ghana. So, and I've not received any response based on that.
0: Filmmaker Ndao said she had heard that the documentary had reached Jubilee House, the Ghanaian presidency, but she had not yet presented the movie to the government. In 2005, when the assassinations occurred, Nana Okufo-Addo was foreign minister. He is currently the president of Ghana. Mensa told RFI that if given the opportunity, he wants President Akufo Ado to fight for him and the other families of the victims.
2: I will tell him, Nana, we want you to fight for justice. You are a human rights activist. So please, Ghanaians were murdered in 2005 without any tangible reason. And the case is was close just like that. We want you to fight for justice for us. Try the person involved in this case, who is Yaya Jameh and his accomplices.
0: For now, the families of the victims are working with the group, which is hashtag Jameh2justice. They hope a renewed awareness in the case, as well as new witness statements coming to light, will help them to recover the bones of their loved ones, wherever they are, and bury their dead.